Hey all, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, because you are with us. And in this journey of life, you are proving that more and more. How real you are, uh, especially during these these times that no one saw coming and the times we are living in that are very real moments. Um, you are here. You're with us. You're, you're more real than ever. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are testing our faith in you. You're trying our faith. You're pruning us um, to be more mature in our understanding, to be more true and more disciplined and, and really um, be more obedient to your will and to your word. So I pray, Father, that every ear listening today will really discipline themselves to let you speak to them, speak to all of us, every ear, Lord, that we will hear what the Spirit is saying to us uh, and have your way, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, let's just get right into the word. We're going to go to Philippians chapter four, and I'm just going to read two verses out of that chapter, verses six and seven. And here it goes. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And verse seven says this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's actually what I want to talk to us about today. I want to just take a few moments and really look at that passage of scripture um, and just talk about that. I mean, it was just last week I was catching up uh, with someone and we were having this discussion and we actually got into the part of, you know, being in the will of God and how do we know we're in the will of God? And it was interesting because this passage of scripture came to mind and we just begin to talk about this more because with that saying and with that phrase, being in the will of God and God has told me this and God is saying this to me and I know I'm in the will if, if I have an answer from God. Um, we've made these phrases really complicated to people in the church, let alone outside of the church and even as the church we're responsible for how we've made something that should be really really simple extremely complicated uh you know we we think about how we'll look to someone so you know if i'm saying that i'm praying to god or that i'm talking to god yes i have an answer from god and god wants me to do this oftentimes we can come from a place that we just want people to receive and, and, and be under the impression that we're hearing from God because we make our prayer to God and an answer from God in couple together. 
because it makes it looks it makes it look as if God has spoken to us and even ourselves. You know, we you know, I, I may pray and I have to get an answer for God. And that can really cross the line of me even trying to construct an answer out of my own emotion, out of my own will, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, because I want to feel like God has heard me. I want to feel like God has responded and he's heard me. And that makes me feel like he's there. But when we read this scripture, which is what we really want to get into, as I was talking to um, my friend that I mentioned, it really began to kind of dawn on us like, ah, oh, could this whole notion of what God is saying and God is saying this and my answer is this um, actually not be the way that we should be looking at it. And it's actually it, it, even in this scripture that I've read, Paul mentions nothing about an answer. So let's look at it. Let's 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 go through this to kind of see what's actually being said. So if we start with verse six of chapter four in Philippians. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Now, it's interesting here because and, and to even give a, you know, a little bit of a backstory, Paul is as you read this, Paul is saying what he's saying here, because even if you go forward to verse 12 of that same chapter, Paul says, I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound in 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 every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And of course, the famous verse that comes after that, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul is able to give the antidote, which is what we're reading right now, what our main you know, scripture is versus six and seven of chapter four. He's able to give that because he's telling the Philippians, look, you guys have needs. I understand. I'm there. I've been there. And he's not coming from a place of I know everything. He's coming from a place of a student. He said, I have learned how to conduct myself, how to be content in times where hunger has been staring me in the face or the abundance has been staring at me in the face, but I've learned how to depend on Christ. I've learned how to walk through these things. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger is powerful. So in mentioning that, as far as the context of where Paul is coming from, let's deal with these specific parts, starting with be anxious for nothing. Paul can say this because he's telling them from a place of experience. Hey, guys. First of all, don't be anxious. This this is a command. This is not, you know, choose to be anxious or not. It's better not to be. No, he's saying be anxious for nothing. Now, it's important to understand it doesn't mean be careless. It doesn't mean don't think about <clears throat> and don't take into consideration what's happening. We have to be human. We have to recognize where we are in our lives and we have to 
give it its respect that it deserves when it comes to what we're looking at, what we're facing. <clears throat> but the thing is, we're not to be anxious because anxiety won't resolve anything. It won't help. It won't bring us to the place where God is trying to take, take us. So he says, be anxious, <clears throat> excuse me, for nothing and be anxious about nothing, but in every circumstance. And I like some versions that say in, in every situation, in every situation, God wants to be involved. So as we read that in everything, in that part right there alone, in every situation, God is, is like, it's actually like Paul is pointing out there is nothing that God doesn't want us to take to him. Absolutely nothing. Everything in every situation. I know as human beings, me really speaking of myself, when it's something that I feel like is completely out of my control, then that's the thing that I want to take to God. I want God to handle that. But if something that is well within my control from what I feel, I can handle it. Oh, God doesn't need to be involved. Where the truth is, if you look from God's perspective, which it should be from our perspective because we're seated with him in heavenly places, which is amazing. But when we look from his perspective, we see that everything is really on the same playing field. There's nothing too hard for him and there's nothing too small. We have to recognize that we may see some things more difficult, but God looks at that and says, no, that's just as easy to deal with and handle as the small things that you don't care to bring to me because you think you have it under control. So all of these areas in our lives, we are actually met to bring to him. As a matter of fact, it's in Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, that God, he, he pulls us, he, he commands us to come boldly before the throne of grace in time of need. We actually have that access. We have that right to come boldly to him in time of need. So when we think of all the things that God can handle, he wants to handle everything, but in him handling everything is actually him partnering with us because he wants to be involved in our lives when it comes to the journey and the worries of life that we all have to face, that we all come into contact with. And yes, our worries can look a lot different, but when you get down to the, you know, the bare bones of it, all worries are similar in some way. Well, what's one way? They cause us to worry. You know, they're looking, they, 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 they bring fear. They bring this, you know, intimidation that we can't really face it. And, and a lot of that causes us to bring, you know, causes depression and oppression and, and all of these things that come into the mix when it comes to the worries of life. And no one wants to face that, but we think being anxious about things and trying to get here or get there is, is the answer that we're looking for. 
Um, and just the answer itself, you know, we need an answer, but that's not what we're reading here. And that's, and we're going to get to that part. That is not what it's about. It's not about trying to get an answer. So as we continue, how do we go about this? Paul, how, how do we handle this? What is the antidote? Well, it's prayer. It's our communication with our father. It's our dialogue. It's our talking to him. It's our way of expressing what's happening, you know, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is so important. I, I don't think anything mentioned in the word of God is irrelevant. And I don't think any word that we read in the word of God is just a word we should look over. Uh, so when we look at this, Paul says with thanksgiving, that is so key because thanksgiving is really the enemy to depression. It's, it's the enemy to um, anxiety. It's the enemy to even suicidal thoughts. And I know a lot of us, especially during this lockdown, especially uh, during uncertainty of this whole virus in, in its conception up to now, have experienced suicidal thoughts. You may be experiencing that right now in this moment as you are listening to this message. But I'm telling you, with this word, when Paul says, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. It is the thanksgiving part that allows us to bring our request to God the right way because it cuts through suicidal tendencies. It cuts through depression. It cuts through uh, just feeling hopeless because these are real feelings, guys. And I'm the last one to tell you that those feelings aren't real. I would never say that. We cannot say these feelings aren't real. These thoughts aren't real. They're very real. So when we step up to the plate of praying and talking to God, we have to come with what Paul gives us here. And that is thanksgiving. Couple your prayer, your request that you're making known, couple it with thanksgiving, because that is the enemy to the very thing that wants to stop you from praying and wants to stop you from bringing your request to God in the way that we are really meant to. When you think about having a, a parent, when I think about my children, when they want to bring me something, this is how you know they want something because they're really nice about it. They, they, they really talk to you in a way it was like, oh, you know, and you're, you're catching like, okay, they're being kind. What's, what's, what's really happening? Uh, because they want something. But it's not hard to do with God because the moment we're thankful, it is so much to be thankful about. Even if you, even right now, if you're at the bottom of the barrel, if you feel like the whole world is on top of you, guess what? You're alive. You're here. And even if you're saying, I wish I wasn't, you're still alive because you're actually saying it and not and, and, it, and you're you're here. It hasn't been done. So I challenge you. Be thankful. Be thankful for breath in your lungs. Be thankful for 
being able to see the sunlight, be thankful that, you know, if you have children, they're, they're, they're here. Be thankful that you're able to call a friend or call someone and just say hi. It's so many things that we can be thankful for as we make our requests known. So as we do that, even with the word supplication, I want us to understand that word is there for a reason. Yes, it is, you know, request, but it's a petition. It's it's the deep things that are in your heart. And I want us to realize you can talk to God about the deep things that are in your heart. You can speak to God about the desires that you want to see happen. And I'm not just talking about concerns. Yes, we bring our concerns to God. Lord, I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about family. I'm concerned about that. But we don't stop at concerns because concern is not a request. A request is I'm concerned about this, but Lord, I want to see this happen. That's a request. And when it comes to the petition of your heart, when it comes to that deep desire that you want to see God do, you have to tell him, I'm learning how to do this, guys. I have to tell God, this is my deep desire. This is what I want to see happen. This is how, <clears throat> where I am, and I want to see this take place in my family's life, in my uh, friend's life, in my work life, and in every situation. We're met to bring everything to him, even the very deep things. God is not afraid of anything that we're thinking of, and he's not afraid of our request. He's waiting for us to tell him and to make it known to him. That is important. We have to understand that, and that is how it happens. So as we continue, we go to the verse of verse number seven, and it says this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this brings me back to the point of just that feeling that we have to have an answer from God to know that he has spoken to us. Or when we tell others, we have to have an answer so they believe we have a prayer life. So they believe that God is talking and that that shows that God is speaking because we have an answer. No, that's not what that says here. What it says is that when we make our requests known, we get the peace of God. So having the peace of God is not found in the answer. It's found after we've made our request known. That's the exciting thing. We don't need to have this pressure on us that we have to have the answer to or, or the solution to where we are in life. No. Or because if we do, then that shows everyone God is with us. No, 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 no. Paul doesn't say that to the Philippians. That that's not correct. What's correct is if you make your request known, you know, God is with you because you have the peace of God. 
The peace is not found in the answer. The peace is found after you've made your request. God will give the answer. Leave the answer up to him. As a matter of fact, he does exceedingly above all we can ask or think. So let's not worry about the answer. We have to understand the peace is what God is giving us, which is far greater than the answer. Well, Carver, how do you know it's far greater than the answer? I need fi- my you know, financial hardship and my financial trouble, especially through this pandemic. I need that. I need that answer straight away. I get it. We all get it. We all understand what's happening, especially financially, along with mental health, along with all of these other things that we can look at and say, man, this is really making me anxious. We understand that. But the answer is not what we need. It's the peace that we need. The result isn't found in the answer. The result is found in the obedience to the word of God, which is making our request known because the result of that is getting the peace of God. And we can say that because you have so many people that could have everything that they dreamed of. And as soon as they get everything they dreamed of, there's another worry that comes. How do I maintain it? How do I keep this lifestyle going? How do I keep this, you know, this this work that I'm involved in that has been guaranteed to me? How do I not lose it? How do I trust that this is going to happen? There's always so many worries, always so many stresses, always so many things that we can be fearful of and be afraid that the worst can happen. But it is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that what guards our hearts and our minds in him. Don't trade your peace for fleshly comfort, guys. Don't trade what God is giving you which is the greatest asset, which is the very thing we all need when it comes to where we're going. Peace. We need the peace of God. Everything else will take care of itself. But if we have the peace of God as we're going through the storm, we have everything we need. So the result can't be the answer that I'm looking for based on the request that I've made. Of course, we're making the request to get the answer. Of course, we understand that we want something from God. But when we receive the peace of God, that's how we know God has heard me. God has spoken and God is moving on my behalf. God is with me because I have the peace of God. How do you know you have peace? Because it surpasses All understanding. I don't know why I am learning how to be calm in this moment. Nothing actually has changed in this very moment. Life is still presenting some of the same worries that it has presented before after I've made my request. But for some reason, internally, I'm feeling a shift. I'm 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 noticing that I can walk in this same situation and trust God. I can't explain this to you. It's even beyond a feeling because flesh, my, my flesh can still feel 
anxious, but my spirit is, it feels at rest. It's like I can trust that I know God is going to bring me through. He's going to do this. He's taking me back into when he did it 10 years ago, when he did it five years ago, when he did it six months ago, things that I forgot that God did. He brought me back into that very moment to prove to me I'm with you. You have peace. Oh, that is so exciting because I don't have to wait on an answer based on my request that I'm looking for. Because since I've made my request, since I've spoken it, since I've presented it to him, the transaction in that has been God giving me the peace that I need. Because that is what's going to guard my heart. It is going to guard my mind. My flesh may not feel comfortable. I can't promise that. But I'm not willing to, to trade the peace that I have mentally, spiritually, even with, with even emotionally, even if my emotions feel out of control, there's still a peace that is really coming upon me that I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for. It brings a smile to my face. It may not be a happy moment, but I feel joy because that comes from him. That is what we're looking for. So as I was talking, like I said to to my friend, you know, a week ago or whatever, it was like, wow, if I don't get the answer that I'm looking for, I have the peace in knowing God is going to lead me. And that alone tells me I'm in the will of God. So, guys, this whole way of thinking when it comes to trying to make others believe or get others to see that God is with me because I've been able to tell them the answer or get even myself to know that God hears me because I've I have an answer and I need an answer. And now I've made that somehow, some way. This is what I'm going to do because this is what God told me. No, just have the peace. If we have peace, we're in the will of God. It makes me think about, and I'll, and I'll share this really quick, Matthew chapter 8, and it's actually, this is really powerful, verse 23 through 27, it says, And when he got into the boat, speaking of Jesus, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you have little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, what sort of man is this that even the winds and sea obey him? Just that picture alone, if we're brought into that and able to see it, and given the option, who do you want to go with? You see the disciples running frantic, running like we're about to lose our lives. And rightfully so. I mean, if the sea is tossing them to and, and, and fro, they're going from one side to the next and the boat is just constantly going. It had to be so bad that the disciples really thought we're going to die. We're going to die. So they're in a panic state of mind. But the one who was laying there asleep is Jesus. 
So if someone's to ask you, who do you think right now is in control? Well, the disciples definitely aren't in control. They're, they're panicking. And the reason they're not in control, because they can't control this situation right now. They don't know what's going to happen. It's beyond them. But Jesus, who was asleep, he was the one, he's the one that would make you and make me feel safe. We could look at him and say, wow, he's not, he's not rocked by this whole situation that's happening in real time. He's asleep. He's, he's in comfort. He's, he's good. That's really powerful. And of course, if we bring ourselves in the disciples' shoes, I'm sure I would be panicking because I'm allowing the situation, the worry, the anxiety of what's happening really get to me. So I would probably do the same thing. Look at Jesus. Jesus, we're going to perish. But Jesus awakes and he speaks to the sea and the sea calms. The sea is then at peace. But it is in the moment that the storm is going nuts, out of control, don't know what's going to happen, that Jesus is asleep. Guys, often we can look at that and maybe say, oh, Jesus, you're not hearing my situation. You're asleep. You're not you're not awake. I'm not getting an answer from you. No. That, that's not the picture here. The picture is he's asleep because he has everything under control. This is not rocking him. This is not putting him in a frantic state. Oh, God, please, please, Lord. No, he doesn't have to do that. And it's the same with our situation. Yes, we're moving forward. We're journeying with God. And we might be in these moments like now for all of us. And maybe for others, it may be even deeper. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's happening with my family. I don't know what's happening with my work situation. I don't know what's happening if I'm able to even get a job. You know, nothing seems to be promising at the moment. And Jesus, you don't seem to be saying anything. You seem to be asleep. But don't look at that sleep as him not speaking to you. Look at it as I have everything under control. You have my peace. Jesus is our peace. He is the prince of peace. He's in our lives. He sees everything from a different perspective, guys. And if we allow him to give us, if we make our request, he gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. So what do I want us to walk away with? Understand this life in this moment after this message may not change for you one bit. You may not see anything different from a natural standpoint, but what I want us to do is take what we've read in Philippians by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make our requests known. And you will find the result of that will be in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds 
in Christ Jesus. That is what we're after. And that is what God gives us graciously and freely. So right before we go back into worship, I'm going to pray just that way right now. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. The fact that we are alive right now, being able to see what you have revealed to us is just amazing. And we are so thankful and grateful for what you are doing in our lives currently, Lord, even though it feels like such a mess and so uncertain to our flesh, we can't figure out what's happening. What, what is happening with us, let alone in the society and in our world that we're living in right now. But we are thankful for what you are doing. And we make our request, Lord, that you will bring us out, that you will show us, that you will give us, you know, for those who are looking for jobs, that you will give that to us, Lord, that you will point us in the right direction. For those that are looking for healing in our families, Lord, that you will do that in the name of Jesus. For those that are just looking for reprieve, for those that are just looking for a bit of space to just be able to mentally, um, you know, uh, recharge, Lord, and, and feel um, like you're like you're there, like you're moving, uh, you know, on our behalf, Lord, we make these requests known unto you. And whoever has the deep desires, Father, whatever they may be, that they will be able to speak that out to you plainly, Lord. But we also accept, because we have made this request, your peace that goes beyond our understanding, that will guard our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name. Guys, I love you. Can't wait to see you again. We hope and pray that it's soon. But in the meantime, let's keep making our requests known. And let's keep receiving the peace of God. Worship, take it away. You guys have a great week. See you.